0: blog talk radio good evening everybody and live from trevor lawrence's dorm room it's the fourth and inches show with Jana and the sherpa Jana, merry christmas and how are you
1: merry christmas happy holidays i'm hyped i love the holidays uh i i probably would i'm better than steelers fans today i'll say that i think you probably are too and just fans (laughs) yes oh god and, you know, it's just reasons. amazing how the Jets find new ways to outjet themselves. Like, only in their world could winning a game actually be a bad thing. It's amazing. It really well, is. Well, I
0: mean, from their players' perspective, I totally understand it. I mean, they're not guaranteed jobs next year. I mean, do you think Sam Darnold is going to throw a game so that the Jets can draft Trevor Lawrence next I'm season? Yeah, I don't think so. So, yeah, oh, you
1: know, I mean, I, I don't blame the players though. for playing right? No, yeah, and, like, you you while. like seeing you like seeing guys like Frank Gore out there who, I mean, it, it's not like they're going to the playoffs. There's not a lot to play for. Maybe he's got some monetary incentive. But just for pride, going out there and playing well, I mean, that is a nice thing. You have to give him props for that.
0: We said there was no way I was going out 0-16, so he gets his wish.
1: Yeah, there you go. And if anyone can will it into existence, it's Frank Gore. I firmly believe that. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, he's almost oh. as old as I am and uh, still going.
1: Yeah, he's still running, it's still running through people. Not quite at the same clip that uh, Derrick Henry is. He's just manhandling humans. No, it's but i bet
0: Derrick Henry isn't still in the uh, league at age 38 or whatever Frank Gore is. This is Frank true. Gore and Adrian oh, Peterson, I bet both of those guys are probably going to be playing into yeah. their 40s the way they're going. Oh,
1: From my Martin God, DPCA and the shape they're with. in? I, I I can't even I can't even begin to imagine. It must be nice to be that good yeah. at something. I gotta say.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you are. Oh right? goodness.
1: So, how hosting a yeah, podcast yeah. is
0: a little different from being an NFL player.
1: It's a little less uh, physically intensive, that's for sure. <laughs> no one's hitting Hopefully. us except for the cats that occasionally make appearances here on the show.
0: <laughs> Hopefully.
1: <laughs> yeah. How is, how is your team doing? Did you advance this week? Or are you playing for a championship?
0: I did not. So I, I felt oh. short. I needed Deontay Johnson to either get thrown out of the game or test positive for COVID or just, you know, get blanked or, you know, something yeah. last night, but it didn't happen. So, uh, you know, Russell Wilson and TJ Hawkinson got me into the semifinals, but they both came up a little bit short. And I was up against a team that had Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs, uh, combos so that yeah, didn't quite work out for me but I, I trust you had better luck with multiple teams in the running how did you do
1: well I we had five teams in the running we're now down to two which is okay because they're the two big money leagues so I will take it uh but one team was snake but I had Derek Carr and Keenan Allen both on it and you know when you're when ah. a quarterback put up four and a half points it's a tough way to win but I I was yeah. lucky to have Darren Waller on a team uh, that worked out pretty nicely for me, I will say that. So we're hoping for for better things. Hopefully some some championship gold.
0: Well, um, wishing you uh and your teams the uh, best of luck on uh I was gonna say Sunday, but there's so many games on Friday and Saturday this I know. So I wish you there's four four games, Four days in a row with uh NFL games. So I wish you uh, good luck starting okay. Friday and going through uh Monday evening if you happen to have uh, Josh Thank Allen or, or... I actually uh, do. On one team does have Josh Allen,
1: so it, it's going to come down to Monday on, on this Why one. Did well, that I mean, mean maybe me. it didn't, but I know. <laughs> Gardner mentioned not on either of these rosters, unfortunately. Um, but... Obviously, if you're here with us, either you're lamenting your fantasy football loss, you just love the sound of our voices, or you're playing for a championship this week, congratulations, unless you're playing me, and I sincerely hope you pu- turn this podcast off right now because I would like you to not take my advice. Um, but we have an action pack show for you on our uh, our holiday edition of the 4th Ninja Show. Uh, we'll be here for a full hour till 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, if you can't get enough of us, you can find us all over social media all week long. We're on Twitter at the number 4 THN inch Show at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. You can also find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And you can find all our back episodes. on that's 11 years worth. There's quite a few. So if you're stuck in holiday traffic somewhere, don't worry. We got you. Uh, anywhere your favorite podcasts are, as well as the Blog Talk Radio show page, uh we've got a little bit of everything for you tonight. We've got game predictions, who to start, who to sit, waiver wire uh suggestions, we've got daily fantasy picks, we've got injuries, we've got we've got it all. We're going to guide you to victory. Uh, unfortunately there are some notable injuries this week. <laughs> there are every week. Um but we we are going to have some holes to fill and uh hopefully you have a good plan B. So we're going to help you with that. So I guess we should probably just, just dive right in here to to our injuries. But before we get to that, uh we need a Blue the Kitten update. How is he feeling about picks this week? Is he is he making any? Is he still a little upset about last week? Where's he at on this?
0: <laughs> well he's a little upset about uh the fact that my team lost, but he's really excited about the fact that the Jets lost because this means that in all likelihood Trevor Lawrence is gonna go from a college uh, football yeah, team called game. the Tigers to an NFL team called the Jaguars. So he's much happier yeah. with uh, Trevor Lawrence ending up with the Jaguars than he was with the Jets. Airplanes scare him for some reason, but uh, Jaguars <laughs> not so
1: much. <laughs> I got to say, I think Trevor Lawrence is a little more excited about the prospect of uh, the Jaguars. Uh, but you know, that's, it's an interesting. Well, if you're going to play for a
0: bad team, you might as well play in warm weather. right?
1: That's what I'm thinking. Um, We do, like I said, have a few injuries this week, so we'll just dive right in. Um, The aforementioned Jaguars, running back James Robinson, left the game with an ankle injury. Um, Remember, he was also questionable coming into this week with a knee injury, which he's still dealing with. So he's pretty banged up right now. They're calling him questionable going into the weekend. It's certainly going to kind of go down to how his his Thursday and Friday practices look, so I'd keep an eye on that. But certainly have a a plan B there so you don't end up – you know, with Ezekiel Elliott or James Conner and like last week and having a whole last minute to fill <clears throat> a lot of running back injuries this week cried Edward uh, another big name he's done for the rest of regular season and possibly beyond that. He took a pretty nasty hit and couldn't get off the field on his own. Uh, they're calling it a sprained hip and a high ankle sprain, uh, or I'm sorry, hip strain and a high ankle sprain. So not a great combination of things, especially as a running back in Pittsburgh. Not only did they get embarrassed by the uh, the Bengals last night, but they also we suffered a couple of injuries. That. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was Blue's Cup in right there. Another cat team doing well. <laughs> yeah, he likes a good stripe. Uh, tight end Eric Ebron left uh, with a back injury. They're saying he's still being evaluated and it's not really looking great this week when the best thing that they can say about your injury designation is that they're pretty sure there's no organ damage. That's that's a first. I, I can't remember the last time we were talking about someone's organs. Um, but we're pretty sure Eric Ebron's organs are okay. His back we're not sure about yet. So Taylor, I would maybe. definitely yeah, I, would, I would certainly go with someone else at tight end this week. Also, they were without running back James Conner last night. Uh, he's dealing with a quad injury. He was a late scratch, but he's hopeful he's going to play this week. We shall see. They could certainly use him back. Uh, another another late scratch and sort of a surprise on Sunday was Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott. He didn't play with that calf strain. Um, it was looking good all week. He seemed fine at practice. <clears throat> and then just all of a sudden Sunday morning, they decided he wasn't going to play. Tony Pollard looked fine, so here we are. Um, there, it's I guess whether or not he's practicing is not the best indicator of whether or not he's going to play. So, uh, again, have someone have someone ready on your bench there. Also another injury in our Monday night game last night. Wide receiver Tyler Boyd for the Bengals is in the concussion protocol. He got knocked down in the first quarter. So, see how his week goes in uh out west rams running back cam Akers is going to miss at least one week probably more with a high ankle sprain uh i will take responsibility for this because i had both cam Akers and daryl henderson on one of my teams and i was like i finally bit the bullet and was like all right it's going to be cam Akers. he's he's good he's looking healthy and i dropped daryl henderson and now here we are so i i apologize to the rams i feel pretty responsible for this uh, out in Buffalo, wide receiver Stefan Diggs is dealing with an ankle injury. He left the game. Uh, they're they're downplaying it a lot out in Buffalo. They seem like, they they have no doubt he's going to play this week. So I'm going to go with that. In Chicago, uh, kick returner extraordinaire slash wide receiver slash a little bit of everything Cordell Patterson uh, was knocked out of the game with a knee injury. Uh, it looks like he avoided serious injury. It looks like he's going to be good to go this week barring a setback. So that's very good for them. In New England, not only were they eliminated from the playoffs this week, but they lost quarterback Stephon Gilmore for the rest of the season. He partially tore his quad, and he's having surgery today to repair that. Um, Because it's only a partial tear, it looks like he's going to be good to go for offseason workouts, so he's not going to miss any of next season. That's a good thing for Patriots fans. Now you just need to get a quarterback. In Seattle, tight end Greg Olsen is likely coming back this week from that foot injury, so Will Disley is relegated back to uh, obscurity for your fantasy team. Also looks like wide receiver Josh Gordon, uh is – he's activated on the 53-man roster, and they're saying he, quote, has a chance to be uh, a contributor this week. So whatever that's worth, I don't know if I'd go out on that limb, but you might need to with injuries, so there it is. In Atlanta, wide receiver Julio Jones did not play. With that hamstring injury, he is still questionable going into this week. He did have a PRP injection done on the hamstring to try to speed up the healing, so they're hoping maybe he's got a chance of playing this week. Uh, again, you're going to have to wait and see on that. In Miami, they were without pretty much all of their, their receivers last week with both both uh, receivers and tight end Mike Gesicki not playing, uh, but managed to still still have a pretty okay day looks like Devontae Parker is still dealing with that hamstring injury that kept him out of last week. He was limited to practice today. He's very questionable going into this week. I wouldn't be putting all my hopes and dreams on the championship on him. However, tight end Mike Gisicki looks a lot better. He was limited in practice this week uh, with that shoulder injury. Um, they were hoping to have him last week, but at the last minute decided he was not going to play. So there's a very good chance, barring any kind of setback, he is on the field this week, which would be a huge help for them. In Detroit, wide receiver Kenny Galladay, stop me if you've heard this before. He is doubtful for this week with that hip injury. He's been trying to get back from Thanksgiving was the last time he played. It doesn't look like he's going to be out there this week for the Lions. In uh, Las Vegas, the Raiders, wide receiver Hunter Renfro is in the concussion protocol. Uh, so far not trending in the right direction. There's a very good chance he could miss this week, so keep an eye on that. Um, also in Bill's wide receiver news, they're thinking they may wait until the playoffs to activate John Brown off IR. Uh, there was talk, maybe he'd be back as soon as last week, but it looks like they're going to wait at least one more week, um, and likely to the playoffs. They want to keep them healthy for that with that ankle injury. Julian Edelman, very questionable with a knee injury. Uh, again, probably not the best situation, but they're trying to get him back on the field. We'll see what happens there in Dallas wide receiver, Michael Gallup. Left the game with a hip injury. He's questionable going into this week. Uh, certainly something to keep an eye on because that Eagles defense is porous. <laughs> it would be nice if he were healthy. On the flip side of that game, uh, Philly wide receiver Jalen Rager left his game last week respect- respectively with an ankle injury. Um, again, they're calling him questionable. How severe it is, it kind of up to how this week goes. So I think they're going to try to get him on the field just whether or not he's going to be productive enough to produce for you. We'll let you know in a little while. In 49ers news, I'd like to pat myself on the back here for burying this all the way down to the middle of the injury report, because really for me this is the biggest thing out there. C.J. Beathard is going to be starting at quarterback for the 49ers this week. Uh, Nick Mullins, unfortunately, uh, is having elbow surgery and has a pretty severe elbow strain. Didn't look great last week, so we did get a C.J. Beathard setting last week, and he's going to be the starter this week. And the 49ers are in such a desperate situation, they assigned Josh Rosen off the Buccaneers practice squad to back up C.J. Beathard this week, so yikes. Uh, They also put running back Raheem Mostert on IR uh, with a high ankle sprain. His season is done. In Minnesota, tight end Kyle Rudolph is questionable with that foot injury, and running back Alexander Madison is in the concussion protocol. He's questionable as well. Buccaneers running back Ronald Jones, I.I., unlikely to play this week. Uh, he He's not only dealing with the Broken pinky at a pin put in last week, but he also popped up on the COVID list. Uh, Unsure at this point whether or not he's actually positive or just a close contact, but we're not going to see him on the field this week for the Buccaneers. That's just too many things to overcome. Uh, Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen, dealing with that hamstring injury, tried to play through it on Thursday night. I appreciated that with the exception of the fact he only played a third of the snaps and didn't actually really catch anything. Um, Putting up 2.5 fantasy points is not what I was looking for. I don't think it was what any of you were looking for. Uh, he's going to try to play through this again. Um, I wouldn't start him from how things went last week unless he has some kind of miraculous recovery between now and then. Uh, also in that game last week, we saw Raiders quarterback Derek Carr, also of my destitute little fantasy team, <laughs> go down in the first quarter with a groin injury. He is saying he will do anything humanly possible to play this week. He was limited to practice today, He and Marcus Mariota split. Uh, first team reps it was kind of nice seeing Justin Herbert and Marcus Mariota play each other Uh, you may remember Herbert was freshman when Mariota was having his stellar senior season at Oregon and uh, Herbert really looked up to him so that must have been a cool moment for both of them getting to play in prime time in the NFL against each other Uh, got a, a pinch me moment if you will for Justin Herbert In less exciting news, Packers running back Jamal Williams is uh, questionable with a thigh injury this week. They're calling it not serious, but the Packers uh, training staff tends to err on the side of caution. So I wouldn't be surprised if he did not play this week, which would make Aaron Jones a little more valuable for you. Lions closing their facility today after a staff member and a player both tested positive for COVID they want to make sure they have this under control. So keep an eye on that as the week goes, because again, they are in Saturday game. So it's possible that that could get changed if things continue to uh, deteriorate there. So hopefully it doesn't. The Eagles officially announced that they are going to start Jalen Hurts again at quarterback, which is something that we all knew was going to happen. Doug Peterson just likes a little bit of drama. Also a lot of reports this week that Carson Wentz is unhappy being the back of quarterback. Color me shocked. If you don't want to be the back of quarterback, you should probably play better. So, more. larger uh, here, Des Bryant, of the COVID, non-COVID, potentially retiring drama, caught his first touchdown pass in three years this week. That was very nice to see. In other COVID news, the Saints placed quarterback James Winston on the COVID list about two hours before kickoff on Sunday. Uh, so, they, uh, they were certainly in a tough way with Drew Brees not being 100%. But Drew Brees is going to play through again this week. Whether or not we see Jameis Winston, we're going to have to wait and see. Buffalo clinched their AFC East title for the first time since 1995. And in true 2020 fashion, COVID has stolen the Buffalo celebration from us, which is a true, true loss there. Um, Other Saints news, they put wide receiver Michael Thomas on IR with that ankle injury. They're hoping to give him some time to heal for the playoffs. Doctors seem to think rest is going to be the best thing. So they're shutting him down for the remainder of the season they'd rather have him healthy than uh, have a better playoff spot. So that's fine. We can go with that. In better news, 49ers say George Kittle has a chance of playing this week. Uh, he's been out the last couple weeks at foot injury, So I, I think if there's a, a will, there's a way, and we're probably going to see George Kittle on the field this week. Pretty fired up about that. Carolina says they hope Christian McCaffrey will be practicing this week. He's dealing with that shoulder-slash-high ankle sprain-slash-quad-slash-thigh injury. Not looking good, though. Um, Unless he he has some really significant practices over the next two days, I don't think we're going to see him on the field this week. Miami's not sure yet if running back Miles Gaskins to be back this week. He did end up on the COVID list because he actually did test positive for it last week. So it's really going to depend how he's actually feeling. So keep an eye on that. That's going to drastically change what that Miami backfield looks like one way or another. Also, Washington football team running back Antonio Gibson. He's in his last two games of the toe injury. He's questionable. Looks like he's going to try to play this week, but, again, you're going to have to wait and see. Matthew Stafford played through torn rib cartilage. Uh, he's going to do it again this week. Also, remember, he still has a partially torn thumb ligament on his throwing hand, and the fact that he's going out there and getting folded up like an accordion and still getting up for more when that team has nothing to play for. Uh, getting props for that if there were fantasy points for guts he'd definitely be starting on all my teams <laughs> washington well they're going to have quarterback alex smith back this week he has quote a real chance to play coming off that calf strain and uh, Dwayne Haskins probably should spend less time in gentlemen's clubs without masks and then getting photos of it posted on social media. So I'm pretty sure he's not going to be the starter this week. Uh, Giants also hoping to have quarterback Daniel Jones back. Uh, he's dealing with the hamstring and ankle injuries. He's questionable going into the week. It's going to go down to the wire on that. So, again, hopefully he is not who your fantasy team is depending on this week. But if so, please, please listen to us and pick up somebody on the waiver wire. And uh, the Pro Bowl selections were announced this week. Probably my favorite reaction was A.J. Brown of the Titans. He was selected to his first Pro Bowl. Uh, His quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, was snubbed in in one of the bigger misses, in my opinion. And A.J. Brown tweeted out that he can actually throw further than Ryan Tannehill anyway, so it was going to be okay, which I certainly enjoyed. (laughs) Uh, So what have you done uh, in the time that we've gone through 800 injuries in the NFL this week, Sherpa?
0: I had to go chase after Blue because he decided he wanted to go out partying with Dwayne Haskins, and he wasn't wearing a mask either.
1: (laughs) Don't be a super spreader, Blue. We can't have that. (laughs) No. Mm -hmm. Uh, So how how's the waiver wire wire looking?
0: Um, It's pretty thin, and I'm going to make – it's going to be a little shorter than usual this week, and the reason for that is because I'm assuming that everybody only has one week left in the yeah. season will obviously change that assumption next week. Um, you know, we'll obviously give a fresh new set of uh, waiver wire wrecks next week, but for this week, I'm assuming that this is your championship week and that if you can't use somebody this week, or if I wouldn't recommend him this week, or if I'm going to put him on my avoid list for this week, I'm not going to tell you to pick him up. So that's uh, just a long winded way of saying that this week's uh, recommendation waiver wire recommendation list that are uh, considerably shorter than they usually are, but uh, here goes. All right. Starting it. off with running backs, um, Levy and Bell, actually at the top of my list, um, I, I think, yeah, sure Kansas City is definitely an air first offense, but I think they're going to score a lot of points against Atlanta, which creates more opportunities for him. And I also think they want to give him a little bit of run and see what they have with him in case uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is not, hundred uh, percent in time for the playoffs. So he would be my number one recommendation. Uh, Lynn Bowden jr. If you're in a league where he's eligible as running back and you need one, uh, nice matchup against Las Vegas, defense this week, uh, Jarek McKinnon um, with the 49ers going up against Arizona, which um, is an interesting matchup. Um, digging a little bit or scraping a little bit uh, deeper and down in the barrel. Uh, you've got Mark Ingram, my um, eye, going up against the Giants, who aren't a bad defense, and also he's part of the three-headed monster backfield there um, with Baltimore, so hard to recommend him, but you know if you're desperate for flex option, he's there. And then finally, uh, Boston Scott, same deal with him going up against Dallas yep. in what could be a high-scoring game, but again, with Miles Sanders back and you know he's not going to get a ton of uh, touches, but uh, maybe they get him involved in the receiving game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, certainly anything's possible when the Cowboys and Eagles play each other. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's just like you said, it's pretty thin out there, and pretty much at this point, anyone you're going to pick off the waiver wire is part of a, a tandem. Or a trio or Mike Shanahan asks Shanahan again that running back. It just it's kinda like rolling a dice who you think's gonna have the higher ceiling touch wise. And generally I just wanna go with who's probably gonna score the most points, so I'm with you on that.
0: Yeah, Le'Veon Bell, I mean, yeah, still have yeah. I can't remember which Williams it is is sharing the backfield with him there. Um but uh, <laughs> I guess it's uh, Daryl at this point, but um you know, it's still feel like um, he's probably, of those running backs listed there, he's the one that would be most likely to get 15 or 20 carries, and I also expect the Chiefs will be the highest scoring offense this week, so that's a pleasing combination if you're forced to pick somebody up off the waiver wire and start them in your championship game.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there.
0: Okay, Um, on to wide receivers, yeah it's, it's,
1: it's hard
0: tough. to get <laughs> tough yeah there. tough tough but uh i'm gonna give uh alan lazard another uh shout out he finally scored a big time Yeah, you know, yeah. He he's finally put together a half decent uh, game last week so you know he's at the top of the list and uh green bay you know going up against tennessee and what figures to be a fairly high scoring game this week uh I'll mention Lynn Bowden Jr. again. If he's eligible wide receiver in your league and you need him, that's probably in a PPR league where he'd help you the most. And Nicole Hardman, mm-hmm. Traquan Smith, you know, especially with uh, Michael Thomas out, uh, Gabriel Davis, uh, Denzel Mims, Kendrick Bourne, Zach Pascal, who had a nice game uh, last week with two touchdown catches, but don't expect him to he's repeat good. that. And then finally, uh, if you're looking for Hail Mary, I'll throw uh, Des Bryant into the mix. Yeah, but uh, I, I that, like that, again
1: like that a lot. That uh
0: that's scraping uh, pretty um deep into the barrel there, but uh it's also an acknowledgement of the fact that as good a offense as the Ravens are, they really don't have a ton at uh, wide receiver, it's pretty much uh Mark Andrews, you know, Marquise Brown and then you know, whoever else happens to show up that day.
1: Yeah, which might be Des Bryant, never know. I love Alan Lazard. Um, I think that might be the highest scoring game of the day. So, I, I mean, he seems to be getting more and more looks each week from Aaron Rodgers. So hopefully, you know, he'll see the end zone a little bit more. But without a doubt, he's the top of my list there.
0: All right. Uh, quarterback. Hopefully you don't have to start a, you know, pick a quarterback off the waiver wire and start them in a championship league unless maybe you're in a two-quarterback league. But uh, Baker Mayfield, yeah. you are playing his second – Game in a row, and the medal ends this time against the uh, the one win Jets instead of the five win Giants. The number uh, two
1: overall pick Jets.
0: <laughs> yes, the number two overall pick Jets. Um, you know, so they don't have anything in common with Baker Mayfield anymore. But he <laughs> would uh, be at the top of my list. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa going up against Las Vegas would be on the list, and further down the. The chain. You've got Andy Dalton with a nice matchup against the Eagles defense. Drew Locke, a good matchup against the Chargers defense. And then, if you're really desperate, uh, Sam Darnold going up against Cleveland's defense. At least, uh, maybe mm. if your fantasy gives uh, points for scoring, extra points for scoring on the opening drive, you could start him. But,
1: uh, Put kind him down of, for that. Stone kind of Cold Block of century. Starting,
0: <laughs> yeah, Kind of uh, tough to imagine starting him in a championship game, even in a two quarterback uh lead, but uh there you go, that's the rather yeah. limited quarterback uh, recommended waiver wire list for this week.
1: Yeah, it's not pretty. It's not pretty out there. But
0: right, probably better than Derek to, Carr
1: putting up two points for you, so
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well Marcus Mariota is out there, he would uh, definitely be on the list. So um, yeah. yeah if he starts uh, that, that wouldn't be a bad matchup. He looks but, very you know, good. Again, I guess he looks very good last good, week. So.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He did. He uh, apparently got a nice chunk of change for uh, for the game, too. Yeah, so, good day for him. Um, yeah. So moving on to tight ends, uh, Austin Hooper uh, going up against the, the Jets, uh, along with Baker Mayfield. Uh, he would be at the top of my list. Dalton Schultz up going against Philadelphia. Chris Herndon, signs of life going up against Cleveland, Tyler Eifert against Chicago, and Jordan Aikens uh, going against Cincinnati. Again, rather abbreviated list, but most anybody that uh, you would want to pick off, start in a championship game is uh, probably uh, long gone at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, kind of those guys you can throw a dart at a board and and you're going to probably get about the same output you hope somebody hits, but like you said, it's, it's slim pickins championship week.
0: Yeah. Now defenses, you might find somebody to stream. Um, I had some good luck with Arizona's defense against the Eagles last week. I dropped uh, oh, a yeah. defense to pick up Arizona, um, you know, just because they had a lot more sacks and certainly they uh, had, I think, what was it? You no, know, they had eight sacks, I think, against the Eagles. Or They had a very yeah. healthy amount, but, uh, Unfortunately, it is didn't lead to any turnovers or picks or um, you know, fumble recoveries for touchdowns. Just, just but anyway, safety. they're going up against. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's ample opportunity there in going up against C.J. Beathard, and we probably disagree about this, but I think uh, they yeah. have another. Uh, this matchup is probably even more favorable than last week's against the Eagles was. Uh, Washington against Carolina's defense. Chargers against Denver's. Um, excuse me. Washington against Carolina's offense. Chargers D against Denver. Carolina's D mm-hmm. against Washington. Play both sides of that matchup, and then uh yeah. Houston. I'm I'm still not uh, on board with the, uh, um, you know, with the uh, Ryan Fairley experience there, but.
1: Um, <laughs> um,
0: Excuse me, Ryan Finley experience. He can, but, he can you know, move a
1: little bit. He's got he's got a little bit a little bit of a run game there out of the pocket because you know behind that offensive line you're running for your life literally. So
0: yeah, i mean, I'm, well. Yeah, I'm not, I don't think uh, he's going to have quite the same walk strategy as last for championship week. week. No, I no, would not. I don't want so, that. Anyway, no. that's uh, the recommended. Uh, those are the rather abbreviated uh, waiver wire recommendations for this week. But there you have it. Yes, yeah,
1: there you go. Hopefully injuries have not put you in a bind that you need to uh, be hitting the waiver wire too heavily. But if you are, we got you covered. Let's talk about something a little, uh, a little happier, like players we do actually like. This week. <laughs> okay.
0: Sure. I'll uh, start off with How you like running, in running backs, backs this but, week? Yeah. Um, I like them a lot. Uh, I try to always start a running back in the flex position. If I have somebody worth starting, I know I was going back and forth with you last week about, uh, starting James Robinson versus Raheem Mostert. And uh, I guess, you know, that worked out pretty well for me starting, (laughs) uh, excuse me, David Johnson against uh, Raheem Mostert. And that that certainly worked out pretty well. Although James Robinson would have been nice if he'd played a full game. But uh, same thing with Michael Mm -hmm. Gallup. still, I'm just bitter. But uh, anyway, as far as running (laughs) backs, I really like for your uh, championship um, push this week, Alvin Kamara with the Saints. Probably at the top of the list, Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, Chase Edmonds, Chris Cardinson, although he was kind of uh, overshadowed last week. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, Mm -hmm. if he's healthy enough to play, Tony Pollard if he isn't, and then Devin Singletary, who had a nice game um, somewhat surprisingly last week. And uh, honorable mentions to Leonard Fournette, another guy back from the dead last week, and uh, Levy and Bell, who I expect will be back from the dead this week.
1: Yeah, Levy and Bell definitely coming back from the dead this week. I I think we all feel good about that, unless you're Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, then you probably don't feel like good about it. But um, we have some overlap. Uh, I've got Derrick Henry at the top of my list, uh, Alvin Kamara coming in at a very close second, Alvin Cook, uh, David Montgomery, and Austin Eckler rounding out my top five. Miles Sanders checking in at six. Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, DeAndre Swift, and Jonathan Taylor rounding out my top ten.
0: All right, uh, my avoid list is going to sound <laughs> familiar to you, but uh, probably not for the right reasons. I've got Dalvin Cook but and Jonathan life. Taylor, one two on my avoid list. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Wayne Gallman, DeAndre Swift, Adrian Peterson, Jeff Wilson, uh, Giovanni Bernard, and Philip Lindsay rounding out my running backs
1: to avoid list. I've got uh Christian McCaffrey at the top of mine. If he gets on a football field, I don't want any part of it. Antonio Gibson, same thing. The injury worries me. Um, if he does play, I, I just don't know if he's going to be enough. Edo uh, Smith, Jamal Williams, obviously I like the Aaron Jones side of things, much better than that. James White, Malcolm Brown, Daryl Henderson, anyone who wants to play running back for the Rams this week, I'm, I'm staying away from Leonard Fournette. He did come back from the dead. I'm less excited about it this week. Truth Edmonds, Kalen Balaj, and Frank Gore. Sorry, Frank.
0: <laughs> Here you are I'm singing bad. his praises, and now you're you're. I know. Him. I know. Oh. I
1: don't. I don't want to start. I, I love him as a human and what he's doing. I don't want him on my fantasy team this
0: week. <laughs> uh, you're not starting him in championship week. Uh, all right. Not. Um, I'm not. Of course, I'm teasing. I wouldn't start him either, but it's just fun to bust on me. <laughs> so, how about wide receivers you like? Uh
1: love Devonte Adams. Stop me if you heard me say that before. Uh, like I said, I is think, this think that. This first time Packers you recommended him is... all season, or no? Uh, it might be. It might be. Yeah, I think so. It's definitely a record. <laughs> but like I said, I think that Packers Titans game is, in my opinion, the highest scoring and the most offense there's going to be out there, and obviously. All Aaron Rodgers wants to do is sort of the front to and but now a little bit to Alan Lazard. So I'm all in. Uh, Tyreek Hill at uh, two, DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, really, any of those three I think are going to have huge days. Stefan Diggs, I'm not worried about the ankle injury. If the Bills aren't, I'm not. He'll get enough uh, looks that even if he doesn't play a whole game, I think it's still worth your while. Brandon Iook, uh, he and CJ Beathard pretty good chemistry before. He's healthier. He's back from the COVID. Everything's going to be okay there. Calvin Ridley at six. Alan Robinson. Uh, Bobby Trees, a.k.a. Robert Woods, coming in at eight. A.J. Brown and Justin Jefferson at number 10.
0: Okay, I've got uh, Tyree Kill at the top of my list, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Stefan Diggs, Keenan Allen, if he's healthy enough to play, D.K. Metcalf, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Jarvis Landry, and Emmanuel Sanders, making a somewhat shocking appearance on my uh Top 10 list for this week, honorable mentions, Sammy Watkins, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, who had a nice uh, game last week, finally, Marquise Brown. Finally and, found the uh, end Cole zone. Hartman. Yes, he did. You might not have happened if you. the uh, DB for Atlanta hadn't tripped there, but it uh, still counts all the same.
1: It's like what big you can get. looks the same on the stat sheet.
0: So who are you avoiding wide receiver-wise this week?
1: Uh, Keenan Allen at the top of my uh, avoid list. It looks like he's going to try to play through his injury. Still not healthy. Um, I I don't want to repeat of last week. Julio Jones, same thing. Even if he gets out there, he's not 100%. uh, I like Calvin Ridley an awful lot better. Tyler Boyd, concussed, not concussed, uh, 100% healthy. It's still not a great matchup. DJ Chark, uh, Chase Claypool, Jalen Rager, Michael Gallup, Jamison Crowder, Sterling Shepard, and Emmanuel Sanders.
0: Hey, I've got Adam Thielen at the top of my avoid list this week. Alan Robinson, Tim Patrick, Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate. You might uh, get the idea that I don't like the Giants receivers this week, and you'd be right. And uh, A.J. Green um, rounding out my avoid list. So not too many to avoid, Concentrated on a couple teams, but uh, there you have it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Clearly, there are some teams you think maybe aren't going to be scoring a whole lot of points this week. Am I right?
0: Yeah, maybe it's wishful thinking on my part with the Giants, but at this point, I do not want them to win the NFC East. Uh, Washington, Philly, and Dallas can fight over that, and I'll
1: gladly uh,
0: take a better draft pick if I can get it.
1: Nope, I want no part of it. I I would like to see the Cowboys continue losing, but despite that, they continue winning, so... Here we are. We need Alex Smith to come back and the Redskins, are, I'm sorry, the former Redskins to win this division. That's what we really
0: need. Dallas could very well win their last two games and end I up winning know, the division. I know. Which
1: would be one of the shots. But... <laughs> Nothing good comes of this. Uh, you know, I, I will say one of my favorite things I heard last year Matt Hasselbeck on the ESPN countdown show said that. He thought if there were any teams that had swept the NFC East and had a better record than whoever won that division should be crowned the NFC East winner, regardless of NFC, AFC team. It it doesn't matter. Whoever, whoever fit the criteria should be allowed to win that division. And honestly, I'm not mad about it. It's not a terrible idea. (laughs)
0: Well, I guess that rules out uh, Cleveland, right? Because Dallas beat them, didn't it?
1: It It does. Yeah. Yeah. Those poor Browns. Trying to think. (laughs) Can't catch a break. Yeah. Uh, no, Can the
0: Steelers? No, they lost to Washington, so that rules them out. Yep. Cincinnati's yep. lost to everybody. And uh, Baltimore, I guess Baltimore.
1: I guess they could, could win be, the NFC. Right?
0: They could, but yep. they might just, yeah.
1: So they might actually win we'll their own see. division, I guess.
0: They might. It <laughs> uh, looks like Cleveland's going to, but we'll see.
1: Probably. It's
0: one or the other. But um, so as far as quarterbacks go, uh, Patrick Mahomes at the top of my list this week and most other weeks, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, who's been somewhat shaky lately, but I think he's got a better matchup this week than he's had for several weeks. Uh, Just ask the Jets, Um, Baker Mayfield, (laughs) Drew Brees, and uh, Tom Brady rounding out my top ten honorable mentions to – couple of former starters now, backups, uh, Marcus Mariota and Andy Dalton.
1: Ooh, ooh, Back okay. Up, uh, I, I was very excited about Marcus Mariota. My I, I, fantasy team was not excited about it, but as a fan, it was very nice, and it was really cool to see a, a lot of the Titans players who were watching the game tweeting out how happy they were for him. It was nice to see kind of how, how well-liked he still was by his former team. You don't always see that, so that was cool. Um I've got Patrick Mahomes at the top of my list this week. <laughs> not not a huge surprise there. Aaron Rodgers checking in at two for me. Uh, Josh Allen at three. Kyler Murray. Tom Brady all the way up to five. I think this is the highest I've recommended him all season. Uh, I don't feel great about it, but, hey, man, numbers are numbers. Uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Baker Mayfield, and Ryan Tannehill checking in at ten.
0: All right. Uh, my avoid list, I have Philip Rivers at the top of that avoid list. I know that's probably not a common uh, thought this week. He's played well and going up against He's the on too. team that's uh, struggling, but uh, I'm not buying him against the Steelers this week. Uh, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Drew Locke, Matthew Stafford, Mitchell Trubisky, Daniel Jones, Teddy Bridgewater, C.J. Beathard, and uh, Cam Newton rounding out my 10 quarterbacks that uh, you hopefully don't need to start in your championship game this week.
1: I left uh, CJ Beathard in purgatory. I know you're shocked by that. <laughs> I've got Phil rumors on my list as well. It was Sam Darnold, Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, uh, Tua tunga and Matthew Stafford. Gutsy is all hell, but I, I don't necessarily want my fantasy championship riding on that.
0: I'm worried that if you were in charge you would uh, declare martial law and force everyone to start C.J. Beathard in their fantasy oh, championship uh, game this I week. i got to tell you,
1: I was very excited to see him in the game last week. I was like, oh, here we are. And then I, I don't want Nick Mullins to be hurt, but, like, I want C.J. Beathard out there. I just want good things for him. He can't be the Cowboys if quarterback. A this is a showcase for thing him.
0: Time. Maybe they can move him for a high draft pick if he does well.
1: That'd be nice. There are some teams that could use a quarterback. Oh, well. Yeah,
0: I hear the Jets are looking for one.
1: You're missing out on Trevor Lawrence. Maybe. Oh, man, Jets fans. I Not everybody feels like I do about C.J. Beathard as a football player. I don't think Jets fans would be real excited to trade Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Probably not. Although one
0: of the funniest tweets I saw last week was uh, saying the Jets are drafting Trevor Lawrence. And then it started just dropping one letter at a time, and then by the end of it, it was the Jets are, draft, are drafting Trey Lance. But <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of fits.
1: That seems about so, right. Yeah. Oh
0: God! So, um so how about uh, did we we got through your quarterbacks right? And uh, yeah. Or did yeah? And now we're on to tight ends. Who do you like?
1: Travis Kelsey at the top of my list. I know he's been scoring an awful lot of points this week. Darren Waller at, at number two. Do I think he's going to put up 30 points again? Probably not, but I like my chances. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, who, like you said, got you into the playoffs. Unfortunately, there were a few other things that went awry. Uh, Logan Thomas, Mark Andrews, George Kittle, as long as he gets on a field, I'm I'm happy to start him in my lineup. Hunter Henry, Robert Tanyan, Dallas Goddard, and our boy Mike Kisecki. Looks like he's going to be on the field again this week, and I feel real good about that.
0: And we have some overlap. Um, our top two are identical. We've got Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller, one and two, as they have been for uh, much of the season. Robert Tanyan is checking in at three for me, Mark Andrews, four, Austin Hooper, five, Hunter Henry, six, Rob Gronkowski, seven, Jared Cook, eight, Dawson Knox, nine, and Dan Arnold, ten, although I'll admit all middle. Three of the last eight through ten are probably surprising uh, for most people. And Dalton Schultz, uh, another person that most people probably wouldn't think to start uh, in a championship game, is uh, getting an honorable mention call out from me. I,
1: I can I can make a case for Dalton Schultz. I have him on my avoid list, but I can see how it might work. Andy Dalton does look to him, and that Eagles defense is just riddled with injuries, and they weren't all that all to begin with. Uh, you just never really know which Andy Dalton you're going to get. That's what scares me. Um, but the aforementioned Dalton Schultz on my void list, as well as Noah Font, Cole Clannett, Jared Cook, Eric Ebron, Tyler Eifert, Dan Arnold, Zach Ertz, Tyler Higbee, and Hayden Hurst. Knowing Eric Ebron's organs are okay is not enough for me to start him this week. I definitely don't want to be part of <laughs> so, Oh, God. Just the weirdest thing. I hope are okay,
0: too. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, for tight ends to avoid for me, I'm going to put uh, George Kittle at the top of that list. I kind of feel the same way about oh. him that you do about Christian McCaffrey. There's no way that I'm be starting him even true. if I had him. I just uh, can't Granted, can't, if uh, you felt like I
1: do about CJ Beathard, you might feel differently about that.
0: <laughs> That's true, but I, I feel the way you do about Christian McCaffrey and not uh, the way you do about C.J. Bethard when it comes to George Kittle, even though C.J. Bethard and George <laughs> Kittle, as we've mentioned many times on the show, were college teammates at Iowa, still not starting. Mm-hmm. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson, also on my avoid list this week. Maybe it's sour grapes, maybe not, but I uh, think you probably <laughs> had better options. Evan Ingram, Cole Komet, Hayden Hurst, Irv Smith Jr., Noah Fonts, Kyle Rudolph, Trey Burton, and uh, Drew Sample rounding out my uh, tight ends to avoid this week.
1: Okay. That's fair. I'll fight you in George Kittle, but I accept the rest of the um,
0: one. how
1: about your defenses? defenses you got your tears? Tears for fears?
0: I I did. I I yes. actually I it just turns out I only have eleven defenses this week oh. to fit into the tiers. Wow. So it's it's pretty close okay. to a top ten, so maybe I'll just go with that. Um
1: that's Baltimore, well. I think, is up as an almost Baltimore top is my
0: clear number one this week going up against the Giants. Uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Houston, and the Chargers in a second tier. And then tier three has Arizona, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Kansas City, Washington, and Buffalo in it.
1: All right. I mean, th- those are respectable tiers. Uh, I also have the Ravens at the top of my traditional top ten list. Uh, I've got the Browns checking it at two, the Bills, Bears, and the Washington football team running out the top five. Texans checking in at six, the Dolphins. Who I like a lot. I just maybe don't love this matchup. Uh, the Saints, Panthers, and the Rams running out my top ten.
0: My avoid lists. I have uh, Atlanta at the top of it, Minnesota, San Francisco, Jets, Giants, Detroit, Miami, Denver. Rams, Tennessee, New England, and Philadelphia. So my uh, avoid list slightly slightly uh, larger than my uh, recommended list this week.
1: Yeah, there are some games that look like they're going to be lopsided this week. <laughs> uh, I have the Eagles and Cowboys both. Both sides of that ball I, I don't really want any part of. Uh, the Chiefs, Steelers, Jets, Char-no- Chargers, Cardinals. Th- those are two teams, not one name. Uh, Raiders, Bengals, and Seahawks. Getting real creative here for championship week, making up whole new teams.
0: Oh. Yeah. I was all yeah. excited about uh, the Nick Foles revenge game, and then I realized he wasn't the parents quarterback anymore. That makes me sad.
1: It is. It, it makes me sad every week, and i gotta be honest, every single week. We got Arnold Minshew back. We CJ Besser back. Maybe this is the week we get Nick Foles back. Maybe. Yeah.
0: Probably not. But maybe. So, so, why don't we uh, do a modified two minute drill on the game, son, since uh, we spent a lot of time talking about the players, which is probably of greater importance uh, championship week anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. Friday, we've got a Christmas Day game. We've got uh, the Saints who are licking their wounds a bit after the last two weeks. Um, back home against Minnesota, which has been licking its wounds also for several weeks. But uh, New Orleans, uh, slightly uh, higher caliber of competition, I think, um, especially this past week. I don't know if the Eagles would qualify as higher uh, caliber of competition, but one of these two teams likely to get off the schneid this week, and I think it's going to be New Orleans, and I don't think it's going to be particularly close. I'll go with the final score here of uh, New Orleans 34 in the Um, I almost called them the twins, but they're not. The Vikings 21.
1: (laughs) Uh, I have New Orleans winning 27-20. I'm I'm starting to feel about Kirk Cousins the way I do about the uh, Falcons. I just my own fault. Gambled on him again last week. That's my fault. I got to stop doing that. Um, So I feel pretty good about the Saints winning. Drew Brees has ribs in a million pieces. He can't breathe. They don't have Michael Thomas. I still think they're okay to win this game because it seems that even though Dalvin Cook is going to get hit 100 times and run the ball a whole bunch, Kirk Cousins is still going to find a way to lose this game for them. I'm not at all bitter about this. So, New Orleans by touchdown.
0: All right. Um, Saturday, we have a triple header this week instead of just a double header. The early game features uh, Tampa Bay on the road against Detroit. Um, one of these teams has a lot to play for, and I'll give you a hint it's not Detroit. Um, So I think Tampa Bay is going to win this pretty handily. Tom Brady, as we both project, uh, should have a pretty huge game here. And uh, I'll go with Tampa Bay to win this one easily, 31-20.
1: I've got Tampa Bay winning 33-24. It'd be nice to see them play four quarters of football, maybe maybe throw up double-digit offensive yards in the first half. I don't know, get wild. Um, But someone should tell them their game does actually start at one so that maybe they'll show up for it. Matt, Matt Stafford clearly can play through just about anything. He also doesn't even need to be looking at wide receivers to throw touchdown passes. So I think that will at least give them a chance to stay around in this game, but uh, they're just, just too riddled with injuries. I mean, their center played an entire game with a fractured throat. If this is not the toughest team physically, mentally in football, I don't know who is. I just don't think we have enough to win this game this week.
0: Okay. Um, speaking of uh, games, uh Times changing or telling teams to play at a different time. You heard that uh, the Washington Carolina game got pushed back to the four o'clock time slot because they don't want Washington to win and then have Dallas and Philadelphia mean nothing. So they're trumping up some uh, artificial interest in the Philadelphia Dallas game by uh, starting Mm -hmm. the Washington game later. But uh, anyway, we'll get to that momentarily. Um, Saturday, the late afternoon game is. San Francisco at Arizona, and, again, starting C.J. Bethard is not a winning recipe in my mind. I think uh, Arizona's had some hiccups the last few weeks, but uh, they, they gutted it out against the Eagles and held them off, and I think they'll win this game with a little more of a cushion. I'll say Arizona 34, San Francisco 24.
1: I know you're shocked by this, but I'm going to pick the fighting C.J. Bethard to win this football game on a, a late field goal. It might not be pretty, but I think having CJ Beathard and George Kittle back, I'm feeling pretty good about things. I've got San Francisco winning 27-24 in a, a bit of an upset this week. Arizona looks very good, but they're also a beatable team. They're prone to mistakes, and I think San Francisco is going to just, just sneak one in here. Okay, C.J. I Beathard's promise you right you
0: that's again. not going to be. I promise you that's not going to be the biggest uh, <laughs> upset pick of the week, but we'll get to that. Okay, um, all right. <laughs> Saturday night. If you game. pick the
1: Falcons to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm done. I'm done.
0: <laughs> hey, if, if the Jets <sighs> can beat the Rams and the Bengals can God. beat the Steelers, and anything is possible, You're right? The worst. What
1: is it? Any You're given the worst. Sunday, although you although, are the uh, worst.
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, um, we'll see. So oh. the Saturday night game. It's at Las Vegas. Miami, slightly better position for the playoffs than the Raiders are. But um, still, this game for me is a toss-up. I expect a fairly high-scoring game. But uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders to figure out uh, a way. Markets-Mariota, string of victories continues. I'll say Raiders 31, um, Dolphins 28.
1: I've got the Raiders twenty 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 one. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think Tua is moving the ball as well as the stats from last week showed. This Miami defense will keep them in the game, but I, just the Josh Jacobs and and more than likely, will at least see some Marcus Marion in this game. I just think it's overpowering, and uh, Vegas is gonna get a get a win in prime time here. I like it.
0: Okay, next up we've got uh, Cleveland, as we mentioned, staying in New Jersey this week this time to play the Jets. Uh, I think the game will be closer than the Giants game was, but I think it will be the same outcome. Um, I think the Jets have shown that they have a half-decent offense at times, but uh, I think the defense is still their uh, Achilles heel, and I think uh, Cleveland will um, win this one, not as comfortably as most people probably predict, but I'll say uh, Cleveland 34, Jets 28.
1: Okay. Uh I, I unfortunately don't seem to respect the Jets quite as much here. I've got Cleveland winning thirty one seventeen. Um I I don't necessarily think Cleveland would be playing their starters this whole game. Uh the Jets had a great thing last week, but I think they're gonna come down off that high a little bit this week.
0: Okay. Um I think they're going to ride that high all the way to a fifth place finish in the NFC East if they were playing there, <laughs> but they're not. Maybe they can count last season's games when they beat the Giants. Uh, and there you that go. That should count for something. Okay. So home, next right? up, uh, Pittsburgh at home against uh, the Colts. Pittsburgh, obviously a loser two games in a row after winning um, their first uh, – Um, 12, 11. 11. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. No, you're right. I think it was 11, but um, I just, yeah, I I don't see this. uh, um, I I think this is their bounce back week and I think uh, Indianapolis will give them all they can handle, but I think they'll figure out a way to win this. um, It's just got to play better than they have the last few weeks, I think. Um, I'll go you with uh, to. Pittsburgh here twenty
1: seven twenty four. I actually have the exact same score of the Steelers winning twenty-seven twenty four. I think this is gonna be a very good game to watch. Uh one of the better in the early window of games here is the morning games, as I like to call them. Um I think this is gonna just just keep going back and forth and even though Pittsburgh is dealing with some injuries, they're gonna get they're gonna get James Conner back. Eric Debron and his organs might be on the field, we don't know. But um they have to bounce back. If they don't win this game, they have really serious problems, but I think this is a winn- winnable game for them. So last week was awesome.
0: And, and how many games do you have where the combined uh, age of the starting quarterbacks is, you know, over 70? Well, uh, probably actually almost any game that uh, Drew Brees or Tom Brady start, but uh, yeah. here you've got uh, two other veteran quarterbacks probably on their last legs, although Ben Roethlisberger says he wants to play again next season, but we'll see if the Steelers are okay with that.
1: Yeah, if he played like he did last night, they might not want him to come back. Although, I don't think his replacement is currently on the roster, so it's hard to say. No. Um, But, yeah, no. yeah, he wants to play another season. So, I don't know why it's breaking news that someone wants to abide by a legally binding document they signed. That's what you're supposed to do when you sign a contract, is play all of the years of the contract, <laughs> but not in well, today's world.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious to me that the Steelers' starting quarterback next year is Going to be the uh, 49ers starting quarterback this week.
1: E.J. Bezard. Oh, put him on that team. What a winner. What a All year. right,
0: moving on. You can't be um, a
1: cowboy. to win. <laughs> For your Giants.
0: <laughs> yes, moving on to my Giants. Uh, I think the jig is up with them. It was a nice run while it lasted, but they come back to Earth. And I think they're going to stay firmly planted to the Earth this week when they travel down to Baltimore, um, I think uh, Ravens will double up on them. Final score, Baltimore 34, Jets 17. Their Giants defense will keep them in it for a while, but I just don't see whether it's Daniel Jones, Colt McCoy, whomever, I just don't see them mustering enough offense to keep this close for more than a quarter.
1: Yeah, I mean, they might keep it close for half, but I think this is going to get away from them in, in a hurry. They're just... Uh, overmatched a premature position here. I've got Baltimore winning thirty seventeen.
0: Okay, so moving on, we've got uh, Houston hosting Cincinnati. Uh, probably the less said about this game, the better. But I think there are some uh, fantasy points uh, potentially there for the taking on the Houston side. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Houston to win this by a touchdown at home. I'll say Houston twenty eight, Cincinnati twenty one. So. Not uh, thinking last night was a total mirage, but not uh, thinking that this is the beginning of uh, Cincinnati Bengals uh, being a superpower era either.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe uh, in a couple of years when you have an offensive line and Joe Burrow's knees put all back together. But this week, I'm right there with you. I've got Houston twenty-seven, twenty-one over Cincinnati. Ryan Finley, good job staying alive, man. Behind that offensive line, that itself is a feat.
0: Well, the ironic thing is that with uh, the Jets winning, uh, if they decide that they'd rather you know, pass on uh, the other quarterbacks, they may very well draft the offensive lineman out of Oregon that everyone uh, had uh, yeah. ticketed for Cincinnati Going to, to Cincinnati. protect Joe yeah. Burrow for next season. So that could have a domino
1: effect. If Cincinnati
0: had done their job to and lost last week and not
1: beat the Steelers, they'd be in a better spot. But they had to go on winning games, so now you're down to three.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so uh, next up, we've got uh, Jacksonville hosting Chicago, what could have been the Nick Foles' revenge game, but it won't be unless mm. there's something happens to um, Mitchell Trubisky. But uh, anyway, I think um, my upset pick of the week and potentially the season is that the Gardner Minshew IIs are going oh, to this uh, is so good. Knock, knock Chicago uh, for a loop and uh, give that number one draft pick back to the Jets. Maybe it's wishful thinking on my part, even though I'm not a Jets fan. But I think Frank Gore and the team have to uh, – there, there must be some cosmic reward for actually playing well and winning a game. And I think uh, Jacksonville stumbling into a victory would be uh, the antidote for whatever ails the Jets. But I'm going to go out on a, a very uh, uh, long limb here and say Jacksonville 27, Chicago 24.
1: I have the exact same score. I, I you finally came to the dark side and drank the Gardner Minshew Kool Aid. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud. This is where we're at. I, I also have the Fighting Gardner Minshew's winning twenty-seven twenty-four. What a day! We've probably well, just sealed the. Well, so then that it isn't that big, big an
0: upset in your mind.
1: <laughs> no, I was very worried you were going to go right. Atlanta over Kansas City, but we'll get there.
0: Well, there's still that. Possibility, since that's the next game oh, up. But no, you're you're right. I, I just can't do that. I don't think it'll be <laughs> close. And the Kansas City wins this in a romp. Uh, you know, those I'll, I'll say, uh, you know, Raheem Morris. It's been a nice ride, but uh, the, the balloon is bursting. Kansas City forty-one, yeah. Atlanta twenty-four.
1: I think Kansas 35, thirty-five, twenty-one. So I just figure, you know, Atlanta will luck into something because they're going to have to throw all day. Um but yeah, this is not a not a fair fight really at all.
0: Okay. Um next up we've got the Chargers hosting Denver. This game is kind of the land of the Misfit Toys uh game for Sunday. I don't know
1: of, which version of each the late, team will show
0: up yeah. yeah, it depends. But uh, I, I think Chargers will uh, manage to win this game instead of their in spite of their tendency to give games away like but I'll say the Justin Herbert's uh Prevail in the battle of the quarterbacks, the young quarterbacks over the Drew Locks. I'll say uh, Chargers 31, Denver 21.
1: I'm taking the Drew Locks in an upset on the road, 30-27. They're they're winning this on a last drive of the game. Drew Locks can come through and be a hero here. I'm pretty fired up about it. Uh, The Chargers, I think, are the better team, but like you said, they're prone to giving games away. They like to find new and different ways to uh, lose, and they've they've been doing a little too much winning lately. I think they're due to... uh, Give one away. It's it's December. It's time. Phillip Rivers might not be under center, but it's still tradition.
0: Okay. Um, Next (laughs) up, we've got uh, the game that got switched um, that we were talking about before, Carolina at Washington. And uh, Washington wins this, and I think they lock up the NFC uh, at least, or at least they knock out um, Philadelphia and Dallas if they win, and then it would be down to the Giants. But, of course, the Giants lose to, uh, you know, Baltimore. Baltimore like yeah. I think they will. Then, if all the other NFC least lose and Washington wins, they'll have uh, clinched the division with a more than, with a week left, which would be pretty shocking turn of events uh, given how things were looking a few weeks ago. But uh, and I think they're going to get it done here. I think they're, you know, hopefully Alex Smith back at the helm. But uh, anyway, I think that defense is really. Uh, proven to um, be carrying the team there, and I'll say that (laughs) they uh, carry the team again this week and end up winning by a field goal. say Washington 27, Carolina 24.
1: I think Washington wins this game only if Alex Smith is under center. If it's Dwayne Haskins, Teddy Kugel is going to take him, and it's going to be a route. but uh, it looks like Alex Smith is going to play, and I'm going to go off that. I've got Washington winning a uh, a barn burner here, 24-23, to, like you said, win the division
0: okay hey, next up we've got um seattle hosting the rams rams not quite sure what was happening there on sunday but uh seattle, they. somehow they seem to be getting a little bit healthier on defense although jets and the football team are not necessarily two best uh measuring sticks but uh i think the rams will score but i think uh Seahawks will outdo them. I'll say final score uh, Seahawks by a field goal,
1: 31-28. I've got Seattle winning 28-24, so we're right in line there. I think it's interesting the healthier Seattle's gotten this season the worse they've actually played, which is very backwards. Uh, but they'll get back on track here, uh, Look, you know, beat what is supposed to be a respectable football team, but after last week, it's hard to say that. So I think we're going to let Russell cook for the holidays, and he's going to get a victory
0: which will come a week too late, but I'm not bitter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next up, we've got uh, your Dallas Cowboys hosting the uh, your hometown uh, team of sorts, oh. the Eagles, and I guess they're technically my hometown team too. But uh, yeah. anyway, um, I just really hope this game uh, goes the Cowboys' way, and I think it will. Uh, both of these teams are kind of uh, – Jekyll and Hyde, but uh I think uh yeah. Dallas has just a little bit more offensive firepower and Andy Dalton seems to be settling in and I'll go with uh, Dallas to win this by a field goal. I'll say Dallas thirty, uh, Eagles twenty seven. Although I am I bet 20
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like to see him maybe roll to his right every now and then. Don't always go left, kid. People are, if I can figure it out, so good defenses, but you know, he's been doing that since college, so I guess that's his thing. Uh, I've got Dallas winning 27-23. Like you said, I think uh, Andy Dalton's just a little more comfortable in this offense than Jalen Hurts is in that Eagles offense, plus the historically bad offensive line uh, combinations he's been behind is, is tough. So Dallas has gotten a little bit healthier. I think they're a, a marginally better team on paper and, and potentially on the field this week. Okay. So it like, um, team's it's not up, it's gonna really matter so much.
0: The Sunday evening game should be a real good one. I think we both agree on that. Uh, Tennessee traveling yep. to Green Bay and, yeah, this definitely be one of the higher scoring games of the week. Um, and I'll go with uh, Green Bay to win this uh, at home by a field goal. I'll take uh, the Aaron Rodgers 31 over the Ryan Tannehill's uh, Derek Henry's 28, but uh, this should be a really fun game to watch. And, uh, not out, not totally out of the realm of possibility that this could be a Super Bowl preview. I think uh, Kansas City might have something to say about that, but uh, Tennessee, if they're right, uh, can uh, go up against anyone.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, both these teams are very good. I think Tennessee's a little bit more complete of a team, and it worries me how Green Bay loves to get up and then just start giving touchdowns back inexplicably, just letting everybody back in the game. I don't think you can do that against this Tennessee team. They're too good on their own. So I'm actually going to pick against Aaron Rodgers, which I don't enjoy doing, but here we are. Uh, I'm taking Tennessee to win 35-31. Okay,
0: and then wrapping out the game kind of anticlimactic, wrapping out the week anticlimactically. Well, it's going to be big for the... me. My
1: my fantasy uh, championship is still going to be on the line here with the fighting Josh Allen.
0: Okay. I'm maybe well, the only one the that's next... going to
1: have vested interest in this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I'm sure there are lots of people starting Josh Allen, and I think you're going to be uh, happy. I think your newly anointed Pro Bowl quarterback is going to lead his uh, cool. team to victory, and hopefully your team as well, and I'll say uh, final score. Uh, the Josh Allen's 31, and the Cam Newton's 24, which may be generous to the Cam Newtons, but the Josh Allen's More generous than I'm being that.
1: this week. <laughs> Fine, <he> <laughs> I've, got, I've got Buffalo winning 30-17. Uh, I'm not impressed with Pretty much anything about Cam Newton, as anyone listening to the show over the last 20 years has known. Um, but this this New England team just is is not enough to overpower Buffalo. Um, but there you have it. We got our picks for the week. Uh, we've got your your waiver wire picks: who to start, who to sit, all that good stuff. Uh, a couple of quick daily fantasy value options for you in case you need a little little something if your team's out of the playoffs this week. A quarterback, ball shocks C.J. Beathard. Great value points to be had here, and Ryan Finley. Neither – not going to win a game, but for the amount of money you're going to spend on him and what you can spend somewhere else in your lineup, it's not the worst idea out there. Uh, Running back, Le'Veon Bell, who we talked a lot about, Daryl Henderson, Jr., J.D. McKissick, and Giovanni Bernard. Wide receiver, Kiki Kute, QT – as we we like to give him many aliases. He's the new San Antonio Holmes. Uh, Marquise Brown and Jerry Judy, I think I'd take a flyer on this week. Like I said, I think I like that uh, Broncos team to win. Tight end Austin Hooper without a doubt there. And defensively, the Browns and the Washington football team uh, both can be had for a decent price. So that is our championship edition. We'll be back with you guys next week for anyone playing. Uh, in some of those extended leagues, we'll give you a, who to start, who to sit, your waiver wire picture, uh, fantasy uh, daily fantasy options, injuries, news and notes, everything you need to guide your team to victory. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on social media all week long. We'll be back with you next Tuesday night at 830 like we are every week. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.